Hey, welcome to 49ers Friday, where you ain't got no job and you ain't got ish to do other than talk Niners with Ryan Hensley and me for the next hour. Uh, there's news, training camp starting in a few days, things are starting to ratchet up. So let's, we're going to finish with the 53-man roster projection. We're going to do a lot of projecting, but we're going to start with the news like the Jimmy G stuff. He is free to search for a trade. How long do you think he and the 49ers will um, try to find this trade before they just give up? I mean, I think it's going up to the beginning of week one. Uh, I do not, I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that believes they're going to keep him on the roster uh, for the regular season. I think they'll give it their best. You are, I know. I, I just, I, it just does not make sense to me. It doesn't. Um, it's yeah, insane. It, it would be insane. I think, I, I'm hoping that they're smarter than that. Uh, I just think, it's time to move on. So, you know, let's see how if we can get anything for him, anything of value. Uh, but before week one, if he's uh, if we can't get a trade, it's time to cut him. I know there's been, there was a report yesterday that like five teams have called the Niners about Jimmy Garoppolo. And one of the teams is Atlanta. I just don't really see any team trading for Jimmy Garoppolo unless the Niners pay for most of his contract. And maybe they're willing to do that. But I still think they're sort of hoping that a team will get really desperate. Like, Atlanta isn't desperate. The only team that would qualify as desperate right now is Cleveland if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for the entire year. And I think the Niners are sort of – I could be wrong. But I think they're committed to waiting for this opportunity that's never going to arise. The desperation – the Sam Bradford thing, you know? And so uh, they're going to wait and see what happens with, with Cleveland. Even though Mary Kay Cabot has already reported that they're not interested in Jimmy Garoppolo under any circumstances. I think the Niners are like <laughs> – Calling your bluff. If Deshaun, if Deshaun's out the entire year, you're going to have to hit us up. And if it's not Cleveland, the nine, I think the Niners are going to do what Jed said they could do. Take this into the regular season. See if a quarterback gets hurt, gets benched. Take it to the trade deadline. Take it to the bridge. I don't know. That's the way I see it. It's not the right move, but it's the move that I think Jed York's going to allow them to do. You know, I can see, you know, I can see your point, and, and, and maybe it happens. I just think it would be – just nuts. You know, they may get a trade. If something changes in training camp, somebody gets injured, or we find out Deshaun Watson's out the entire year, then maybe we can get a trade. But other than that, I've been saying it for four months, that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be cut from the 49ers ultimately, and I really still believe that that's what's going to happen. I was talking to Dan Cilio a couple of weeks ago who, I mean, I'm not vouching for anything, his journalistic chops, but he had a an observation that I agreed with. He said, look, Dan – John Lynch really doesn't want to lose the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. It's it's very important to him not to lose that. And I agree with him because I think it's the perception is he lost the Buckner trade. He lost the D Ford trade. And if he loses the Jimmy trade, it's like he's like over three on the big ones that he was responsible for. Um, I think a lot a lot of people would argue he already won the trade. It was a second round pick. You got a lot from Jimmy Garoppolo, but maybe a lot of people internally are a lot of people around the league would argue otherwise. So to him, I think getting that third round comp pick that they could get just by holding on to Jimmy another year is important because it's less of a loss than cutting him. Although, of course, we would disagree. I'm just trying to look at it from John's perspective. Because really, you know, if they like, cut him now, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Should have done this four months ago. What were you yeah. waiting for? And that's a valid yeah. criticism. I don't know how you answer that question. Well, I think there's two sides to this, right? The first side is 
the trade to acquire him. And I think we won that trade, a second round pick to get a starting quarterback for four years, you know, make a run in the playoffs. I think we have won that, you know, that trade. Now he should just be happy with that. Cut him, cut, you know, and move on. As far as winning this next trade, in my opinion, if you're not getting a, a one a first round, second round, third round pick for Jimmy, then it's more the 25 million, 20, what, 25, 27, whatever it is, is more valuable than a fourth, fifth or sixth rounder in the future. So there's I don't see them getting a first, second or third round pick. So in my opinion, on the front side of this trade, we already won. On the right. back side of this trade, we already lost because I do not see us getting a first, second or third round pick. So the only way they get a first, second, or third round pick is if a team is desperate. They need Jimmy to start and the Niners pay for his entire salary. They're like, yeah. we'll pay for Jimmy to play for you this year. Just give us a second round pick. Because we're prepared right now to have him on our bench and pay $27 million essentially for a third round comp. That's like the 105th pick. So if you'll give us pick 60, we'll give you we will pay for him to play for you this year. I think they might even do that if they're committed. I, I mean, unless I'm wrong. What they really could do is if you're right and they cut him. They could wait until like the very, very, very end because I don't think they want him to start for another team. I think other teams like Seattle might sign him if they have enough time to get him prepared. So just wait until the very end, until every team is locked in on their starter and be like, all right, man, you're cut. But there's no starting job available. So we could resign you. I mean, we could make you the highest paid backup in the league or you could go somewhere else and be a backup for less money. How spiteful you want to be, Jimmy? They could do something like that. You know, I think, you know, I had the whole press conference at the end of last year saying goodbye. I don't see Jimmy. I getting cut and coming pretty, back. I don't see him coming back as a backup no. I, I, as it, for um, Trey Lance. I, I just don't think, you know, he's been a starter uh, for four or five years. I think he's going to try to go put himself in a position where he can start again and, and prove the 49ers wrong. I don't think he will, but I think that's his goal. I have a question for you. Do you think 25, would you pay 25 million for a second round pick? Um, no. I, what I would have done is I would have cut Jimmy Garoppolo months ago and used the that money on this team, but they yeah. already missed that opportunity. So their choices at this part at this point are cut Jimmy Garoppolo and roll that money over to next year, or spend twenty five million dollars on a second round pick. I would still choose the first option. Like it's it's the second round pick. You took Aaron Banks in the second round. Imagine spending twenty five million dollars on the on the on the opportunity to, to draft Aaron Banks. So no, yeah. absolutely not. But the you know the Niners to me are like addicted to these comp picks. They look at them as like free money and they're positioning themselves every year to get a third round comp pick. They don't make a bunch of moves in free agency. They let more people leave and come in and they get this like free candy and uh third round comp pick for Jimmy. I just can't, I just can't see the Niners walking away from that and being like, you know, we stubbornly held out the hope that we could trade him for four months, but we were wrong. Oh, well, we're cutting him. It's like, that's just not their attitude. They double down relentlessly, Kyle and John. I, yeah. I would I would almost applaud them if they cut him. Like, wow. I mean, better late than never. But I don't know, man. Kyle, prove me wrong on this one. John, prove me wrong on this one. You guys seem so dug in. And they've said so many times on the record, we're not going to cut him. He's too good. Either he's going to be on our team or we're going to trade. I mean, they've said that so many times. I'd love to see him be like, we were just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Right. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think the longer this goes on, the less likely teams are going to be willing to trade for him because, you know, I, I think people are calling their bluff. Like, you're not going to pay $25 million for a backup. You're going to cut him, and then I'll be able to sign him for much cheaper without trading you anything. I think that's kind of – And they're like, but Jed said we could. <laughs> Jed said we could do it. Oh, 
I would I would not like that. I think I mean, you know, like we we talked about, I think in our last show, I think Jimmy Garoppolo would be probably one of the best backups in the NFL, if not the best backup in the NFL. So from a roster standpoint, you know, that would be great for the 49ers, but not at twenty five million dollars. And I also just don't think Jimmy's not here on board for that. Not here because to me, it's like. Last year, when Jimmy struggled early on in the season, the team was losing. Some people were like bringing Trey, but I don't know how many people on the team were because it's like, is a 21 year old rookie really going to save us? But if it's reversed and the 22 year old first year starter isn't even struggling, but the team is struggling and they're and they're two and four, how many people in that locker room or on that team are going to be like, can we can we just go back to Jimmy? It's like, oh, yeah. forget it. We know we can win with we can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy, but we know we can get to the playoffs. With, let's just. It seems like that would be very loud, not just from fans, but from teammates and coaches and front office people. And I don't think you want that. I don't think it's good because, you know, I wonder what the mentality is for the Niners this year. Is it we get, let's go win a Super Bowl with Trey Lance or is it let's start the Trey Lance era? You know, it's that if it, if it was the first one, Jimmy wouldn't be here and they would have spent that money on a center on a left guard and a strong safety and a nickel. But they didn't. I think the the attitude this year is, hey, man, if we're just going to throw Trey Lance in there blind, not knowing what we're going to expect, let's do the same thing as strong safety, nickelback, left guard, center. It's like, let's learn as much as we can about our young guys this year. And if four of them are good, we're a Super Bowl team. If none of them are good, we're in trouble. But we have to we I guess they have to find out where they stand with some of these guys, because they, they were one of the older teams in the league last year. Yeah. And that, and that mentality, if that is the mentality, I, I think that's you know, evidence that they're not going to keep Jimmy around. Right. Right. If, if they're not worried about trying to make a deep run in the soup in the playoffs or get to a Super Bowl, and they're just trying to see what they got in Trey Lance and some other people, then why, why keep Jimmy around and pay him $25 million? You know, Cause they're scared. Cause they're scared and they haven't committed themselves to the Trey Lance area yet. I'm talking about that in a second. Jacob Mayhew says, I'm sorry if John keeps Jimmy, he needs to be fired. I don't care. It's Trey time. Let's forget about this arsonist. I feel you, man, but the person who'll be firing him is Jed York. And if Jed York were Eddie DeBartolo, Eddie would have went into John's office months ago and been like, hey, get rid of Jimmy now. I'm the owner of this team. This is what's going to happen. And it's it's like, I'm not even going to hold this against you. This is what's for the best of the team. Forget it. He's gone. And but if your boss doesn't tell you that, I mean, you're going to do what's in your best interest, not necessarily the team's best interest, I think. Yeah. Shreddy Murphy says Niners will keep Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup because they can't trade him. Shreddy, good name. Interesting point. That's the point I made. Let's talk more. So Diana Rossini, everyone's trying to figure out what's going on with the Niners. Diana Rossini, extremely connected with ESPN, was talking to someone off the record. She wouldn't say who. Someone with the Niners, uh, high-ranking sources. What more do I need to say to make it clear that Trey Lance is our quarterback? Sounds like a Kyle Shanahan quote to me. It really but. does. Um, <laughs> to me, like the first thing that comes to mind is like, I don't know, uh, maybe name him the starter publicly. <laughs> right. That's an easy question. Like, thank you yeah. for the. Oh, that's a freaking layup. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Do yeah. It, I mean, I I think that quote is it's actually huge, and it sounds it honestly sounds like. Uh, a Kyle Shanahan response to like a pre- like a question you would ask in the yeah. press conference, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what yeah, I mean, to me, Buster? that's huge. You know, that's huge news for these people that are still holding on hopes that that Jimmy's going to be around. And you know, there are a few of them, um, but I think that quote right there kind of sh- shuts them down. But you know, they seem to be relentless. Uh, you know, they, if, if they haven't taken the hints before, they're probably not going to you know give that much credence either. So we'll see. 
I respect. It does sound like Kyle, and if it is Kyle, he's he's so he's he's doing he's saying stuff like this. He at the owners' meeting said, you know, there's a reason we tried to trade Jimmy. He's doing his best he can to put his support behind Jimmy Garoppolo without coming out. Excuse me, his support behind Trey Lance without coming out and naming him the starter, which is an interesting balance to try to strike, and it's an ambitious thing to try to do. But to me, it's unnecessary. Just name the starter. What more do yeah. I make it clear? Make it clear. Don't say it yeah. off the record because he didn't even say it off the record here, right? He's like asking a rhetorical question. Very clever. But we know what you're doing. You're hedging once again. There's a way to put this all to bed. If Kyle Shanahan came out today and was like, Trey Lance is our starting quarterback. Do you understand how – that would be big, big news. He hasn't done it yet. And I, I, well, I know he's, he's saying he's our starter. He's implying it, but he's also giving himself an out. Like I never actually said it. I never actually said it. And I don't appreciate that. Well, you don't appreciate also if you look look at Kyle Shanahan, when has he ever really named the starter? Even when Jimmy was here, I mean, maybe he did in the beginning. Jimmy's our guy. I I think he did. He did say that. But, you know, there was the whole like last season. Who's he going to start against? uh, Who was it? The the Titans? Is that week one? Week one? uh, No. Well, there's week one. But then there was what? Week 17. Oh, yeah. That was that was. No, that was uh, week eighteen against the Rams. Yeah, he wouldn't say. Yeah, so so you know he's he's he has a history of not. He thinks it gives him some kind of advantage. Sure, I think, and he he tries to hold out. So maybe that's just what it is. Uh, but I think it's clear based on everything. You know, Trey is the guy. Jimmy's gone one way or the other. I think it's funny though that this again, which is probably Kyle. We're both assuming that, and he's very like kind of a he's a bit of a troll as one troll speaking for another troll i think he's a bit like he, he kind of under what do you want me to say you want me right. to say something i'm not going to say it right. you want me to i'm not going to do it so everyone in the world is saying name him the starter name him the starter and he's going to not name him the starter ever right it'll be right. like week one he's like i'm not going to say it you'll just see who's going to start week one and it's, right. that's good that amuses him for whatever oh the whole world needs me to say something. i'm not going to do it right you tell me what yeah, you I do don't, i don't right, think man. we'll know trey's the starter until the game starts I agree. Yeah, until yeah, until he's yeah. out there and Jimmy Garoppolo is on another team or inactive. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just think it's funny that Kyle gets so in the, he gets so mad when people. It's whether it's me asking him a question in a press conference or someone coming up to him at Safeway asking him who he's going to draft a quarterback. His whole attitude <laughs> is like, "Leave me alone. Do not yeah. tell me what to do." In fact, if you tell me what to do, I'm going to do the opposite. I'll tell right. you right now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's Kyle. That's Kyle. Mark says, fact is, they don't have to cut Jimmy until the day before the first game. Why not wait until a miracle happens if a team gets a sudden need? That's the way I look at it. They're going to hold out to the miracle. And the longer they wait is even better because that gives Jimmy's next team less time to prepare for him. Because remember, let's say he gets cut, signs with Seattle. He's playing in Levi's week two in Mm -hmm. in Trey Lance's uh, home opener. That'd be embarrassing if the Niners lost that game. They got (laughs) to prevent that from happening. That would be a disaster. And honestly, if Jim, if we cut Jimmy right now, there would be several teams that would snatch him up at a lower, you know, rate than what he's being paid right now. In my opinion, I think there'd be tons of people interested in him. Yeah. To be fair to him, he would be the best. He, I think he would be the best backup in the NFL, um, and maybe he could find even a starter position for a team that that needs something. <laughs> you know, um, somebody would grab him. Just nobody wants to grab him for twenty five million in a draft pick. He could probably start for Atlanta right now. Uh, he if, if he were cut and you signed him for five million, he could start for Atlanta. He could probably start for Cleveland. He could start for Seattle. He could start for yeah. New York. 
So, you know, maybe they know they have to cut them, but they're, like you said, they're waiting because they don't want people to be able to, you know, get them in the building and, and prepare for the season. Prepare them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if they feel like bitter that Jimmy Garoppolo, not just the timing of the surgery, but the fact that he didn't tell him that he was going to do it. That That's what John Lynch said. We were totally surprised. We didn't know. I think there's some bitterness there. They had a plan. They felt they could have got something of value for Jimmy, and now they can't get anything. Like, okay, we'll cut you at the right. very freaking end. Like, we're gonna, yeah. you think we're gonna facilitate something. You're gonna request a release, or we're gonna be like, oh yeah, we're gonna do the right thing here. Like, nah, sorry. Yeah, the right thing yeah, for I, us is to make sure you're not prepared to play against us week two. Right, and didn't they say uh, that they haven't been in communication with Jimmy? Like, that's right. Yeah. That doesn't sound like it's all hunky dory. No, doesn't. No, doesn't. Um, Lucky Louise says, Grant, what's going on with all the Rams fans on your show? I don't know. I feel like there's no Rams content out there, so they have to – well, there's La Ramilia Sports Report who's killing it. But other than him, I think there's no one else. You may think they add some perspective, but they're really annoying and condescending. Sorry. I like having a rivalry about that. I mean, that's sports. What are you going to do, block them? Right. Like, yeah. Bryant Cole says, Jimmy has two rings as a backup. Maybe he should take a seat and win another. He is, I'm telling you, the best backup <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. You know, he yeah. motivates them. He's like a good caddy. And, and sorry, Shreddy Murphy, if Jimmy takes less than, and leaves Niners, sign Cam Newton. Anything's better than having Nate Sutfield as your number two, honestly. Is Cam yeah. into that? Would he, would he be into it? It seems like he's pretty much made it clear he doesn't want to be a backup in the NFL. I, don't I think Cam might. I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not convinced that the Niners aren't going to bring in another quarterback. They you need know, to. I think they might. They freaking need to, in my opinion, because quarterbacks get hurt every year on this team, except for the one year they went to the Super Bowl. And they've had, you know, they haven't really had backups who can win until last year. No disrespect yeah, to the great Nick Mullins, I'm, the guy. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not really convinced Nate Sudfeld is, you know, a, an adequate backup. You know, I, I have to see more of him. Uh, he's a monster size-wise. Uh, he's had some so, outings in the preseason, but that's about he, it. Yeah, I mean, so he's so different from Trey Lance. I'm not sure. I know that they love him in the, you know, in the, in the same room, the QB room. I know he's a big friend, a good friend of Trey Lance. So that all works in his favor. But I'm still not convinced we don't bring somebody else in, uh, you know, just as an insurance policy. And once we get rid of Jimmy, you know how like a lot of Kyle's former players who weren't that good end up being his coaches, like Leonard Hankerson. Don't you kind of have a feeling that Nate Sudfeld, like they're really grooming him for a coaching spot more than a playing spot. That's the way. Yeah. So great. Yeah. That's fine. That's important. Kyle's great at developing coaches. He might be the best in the league. You need a backup quarterback. You need a backup quarterback. And if yeah. you put Nate Sudfeld on the, on the practice squad, no team would sign. They would, no people would be like, oh, my God, Nate's available. Should we get him? Studfeld? No. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I was looking at with Kyle Shan. I was looking at, I just, for fun, I was like, Comparing uh, Kyle to Bill Walsh, <clears throat> one of the things they have in common, and I'm not comparing the two yet. You know, obviously one's a, a Hall of Fame uh, coach and one's not, but um, they both have done a great job of uh, building a coaching tree of mm -hmm. you know coaches all across the league that started underneath them. So. You could argue that Kyle is better at coaching coaches than he is at coaching players. Like his so, scheme is excellent. His Ability to develop coaches is unparalleled. Um, hasn't developed a quarterback yet. Maybe he is. Maybe he's in the process. But it's interesting. Yeah. Easy way to look at him. And we're going to talk more about him in a minute as how he can improve. But Or we can do it right now. Why don't we do it right now since it seems like a pretty natural segue. How can Kyle Shanahan improve as a head coach? This guy has a losing record. But 
He's been in the NFC Championship game twice in the last two, three years. Yeah, the main things that jump out for me, uh, well, is especially this year. Um, I mean, there are a lot of things. A lot of it's like the mental thing, but from just from like a coaching perspective, just in the game. Uh, one thing that we abandoned last year that I was that surprised me the most is the running back by committee. Where did that go? Yep. You know, we kind of just ran Elijah Mitchell to the ground, you know, and occasional Debo. Um, but I really hope that this coming year, it seems like we have a lot of depth in the running back position. You yeah. know, I would like to see them, you know, it's not like basketball where you let the, the hot guy stay in because he's hitting the shots. Just let him stay in. Running back is a different beast. Like you need your energy. And if you're at like 60% energy because you've been running the whole entire game, I don't think you're as as effective as you would be if you're popping more guys in. So running back by committee is something that I would like to see come back this year that we didn't see a lot last year. Um, the second one for me is let Trey be Trey. Uh, I, I'm really worried about uh, Kyle Shanahan putting restrictions on him, trying to get him to play the way Kyle Shanahan wants him to instead of Kyle Shanahan adjusting to Trey's strengths. Uh, and the third thing I would say is play to your strengths, particularly at the end of games. Hmm. That drives me crazy. I, it seems like he just like tries to be a little too creative. You know, you have Debo just killing everybody. Uh, and then, you know, it's like the end of the the Rams NFC championship game. Debo didn't barely touch the ball at the end of the game and he was killing it. So I would like to see him play to his strengths, particularly at the end of the games. Uh, and maybe he would could, could close out a Super Bowl in the future if he does that. What yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at, too. Um, you said the end of games. I'm talking playoffs in general. To me, Kyle, like I question to me, I think he's a choker. Like he never was a real athlete. I'm, I wasn't a real athlete. I, he never was that kind of fierce level competitor. And he's great when there's no pressure. But in the biggest pressure moments of his career, he has been totally like not himself. And I wonder why. And it's happened three times. And so let's just look at the playoffs in general. Forget the regular season. He's super efficient in the regular season. In the playoffs with the 49ers, two best players he's had on offense, Kittle and Debo. Those guys are all pros. In six playoff games, Kittle has 15 catches and Debo has 20. That's unacceptable. Those guys are way too good for Kittle to be averaging two and a half catches a game and for Debo to be averaging three and a half. Like in the regular season, those guys are getting the freaking ball. And the yeah. Niners are winning. But in the playoffs, and you can blame it on Kyle not trusting his quarterback or whatever, he can't get the ball to his two best players, or he can get it to Debo, but it has to be 10 carries, which is ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, like, Kyle, man, like, can you not make it so complicated in the playoffs? Can you stick to the script that got you there? And actually get – can you stop trying to be the star? Let Debo be the star. Let Kittle be the star. He always needs to be the star. So when the pressure's on, it's like, oh, I can't go to Debo. Everyone's expecting it. Let me do something really clever. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Sean McVay does is like, oh, pressure's on. Let me throw to Cooper Cup again. Yeah. Because it's probably going to work. I, I don't understand. 15 catches in six playoff games for George Kittle. That's crazy to me. And Debo he overthinks. He's an old, he overthinks. He, he tries to outsmart himself and the other per like. Just play to your strengths, man. Like you got Debo, Let you your got stars. George. Be the stars. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Your your players are going to win you the games, not you. Yeah. You know. And so now you got to do that with Trey Lance because you never let Jimmy. Not that Jimmy could have been a star, but you just emasculated that guy eight different times. Let Trey Lance be a star. Let Debo be the star. Let them 
be the reason you win a Super Bowl. Stop trying to prove that your scheme is the star because it's never the star. It's never the star. It's important, but it's the Jimmys and the Joes, not the X's and the O's. That's what I heard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's a big thing. I'm a basketball coach. We say that all the time. You know, coaches are can be both overrated and underrated very often. Yeah. Like they, when they win, it, they get a little too much credit. When they lose, they get a little too much blame. Yeah, at the end of the day, your players are going to either win or lose the game for you. Yeah. So put put the ball in, in, in the best players on your team. Like George Kittle and Juice both need way more uh, targets this year. That's what I'm saying. It's, it seems like the only person in the NFL last year who could shut down Debo Samuel was Kyle. Kyle Shannon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just get out of his way. In the yeah. NBA, and like it, when when Jordan was taking over in the 80s, his coaches were like, how many shots you want? 25, 30, whatever. Just take as many. My job is to let give you the green light. You have the green light. Kyle, your job is to give Debo the green light. He had to turn to you and say, I got it. You, yeah. I mean, you should you should have been like, dude, dude I know. I, I don't you don't have to yeah. tell me. Kyle's like, yeah. okay, I guess I won't call a play for Jermichael Hasty. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. Is like, what play would he have called if, if Debo didn't say, "Give me the ball"? Like, what would have happened? You know. I, that's a good question, but I, I I think Debo was wondering too, and Debo knew he had to save Kyle from himself. Hey, bud, bud, it's me. Debo said, yeah. "Remember me." I need Debo, George, and Juice to say the same thing this year. Honestly, every, man, every game. Ezio Sanchez says Lynch won the Jimmy trade already. We're trying to tell him that a second round pick that filled the quarterback spot for five years, one Super Bowl appearance, and one NFC championship. Time to move on. Yeah, it was time to move on four months ago. I'm just trying to interpret why John hasn't. And I think it's because he thinks the perception, even though we agree with you on that one. Prince KO says hot take. Niners told Debo he won't be offered an extension until it's proven he can play with Lance. Pissed him off enough to request a trade as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, also what's what's holding it up is the report that Debo said he doesn't want to play running back, you know? Um, so that's a whole, you're a different guy, you know, if you don't want to play running back. You Frankly, know, that, he's a better running back than he is a wide receiver. To me, what makes him special is that he's a running back who can line up in wide receiver and beat you deep. And, and like, and like he's a, he's the best receiving running back in the league, in my opinion. Like, but if you call him a wide receiver and you say, well, take away all the running back stuff. So all the stuff at the line of scrimmage are behind it. He's not, he's not going to do it anymore. Well, he drops a lot of passes and his route running isn't the greatest. And he's not a four, three guy. So he needs to be an overall athlete and a, and a weapon, not just a, a wide receiver. That's a problem. Yeah. Kyle Shannon pulled him in for that reason. He drafted him for that reason because he, he saw him as a gadget guy. And yeah. now Debo's telling him he doesn't want to be a gadget guy. He just wants to be a receiver. You're dropping your own stock, man. You know, I, I know mean, it's Madden told you you're not a top eight wide receiver. The league told you you're not a tape top. I'm just saying, if you want the value, you got to play. I think he's had more rushing touchdowns than Pat than receiving touchdowns in his career. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously the longevity is is better if you're a wide receiver than if you're a running back for most players, and maybe that's his concern. And I get it. Uh, but if you want this contract extension, maybe you should wait to tell the 49ers that you don't want to play running back anymore until after you get that extension. Also, if you're a team guy and you want to win. You got to do it. Yeah. You got to, because yeah. this team hasn't proven it can win any other way. Right. They're like, they're like damn near undefeated when, when Debo Samuel runs the ball like twice. I mean, their winning percentage with in his career when he runs the ball twice is like 80%. When he doesn't, it's like 50%. So sorry. If you want to win, it's what you got to do. If not, Hey, request that trade and get out. Or maybe, maybe what they do is agree that they don't do it unless it's playoffs or a must win game to get into the playoffs. You know, other than that, they don't use them like that. Possible. Yeah, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. And that all changes when you're zero and three, right? Hey, Debo. Right. 
I know, you know maybe we've had a lot of things, but we're in a spot. We're in a tough spot. What are we going to do? You know, and they got, they got a bunch of running backs now. They got Ray Ray. So maybe they don't need to, to use Debo like that. But like you said, Debo is probably the best in the league at it. Sean says, I'm petty. After the crud Jimmy pulled with the late surgery, if the Niners are waiting until last second to cut him out of spite, all is forgiven. Yeah, I think that's fair is fair, man. You didn't tell the team that you were going to get a surgery and that really messed up everything. Yeah, sorry. They're going to, it's going to be a little revenge here. Sorry, man. Mm -hmm. I'm Jewish. It's an eye for an eye culture. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no turning of cheeks here. Yeah. I don't know how John Lynch is. All right, yeah. let's move on. The best Niners quarterback in their primes of our lifetime. We're not talking YA Tittle, John Brody. Sorry. I'm sure they were great, but we never saw him play. I barely saw Joe Montana play, but there's highlights. So I'm going to pretend like I did. Let's rank them. Yeah. You know, I was born in 79, uh, same year. Joe Montana was drafted. Um, I got to see Joe Montana play in my very, very young years. Uh, you know, I know Montana has got to be number one just because of his accomplishments uh, and Steve Young's too. My honest opinion, watching Steve Young was more exciting for me. Maybe it's because I was a little older. I'm a big Steve Young fan. Um, the way he played was more exciting. Um, but obviously, Joe Montana has those accomplishments. So I think that's got to be your one and two, Joe Montana. Steve Young, that's how I have him ranked. Um, ranked third would be Garcia for me. I agree with that. Do you agree with that? I absolutely do agree with that. People don't remember how good Garcia was. Yeah, um, Garcia could ball. It, it, watching him and Terrell Owens was uh, fun. When, but when Garcia was the quarterback of this team, like, they didn't have a great defense. I mean, they did have good running backs. I think they had Charlie Garner. Um, but they didn't run the ball a ton. It was all about throwing. It, it, he, he had back-to-back-to-back pro bowl years where he threw 561 times 500 times 528 times and he he had back-to-back -back seasons of 30 plus touchdowns like he was not a game manager he was gunning it all over the field and he was up there with uh brett Favre and kurt warner and rich gannon during those time during that time yeah really yeah and, and you know i think the key on this is in their primes like that's that's the key part of this too we're not looking at overall career but i think in their primes i would have Garcia at three. You can make an argument. My, my fourth is Kaepernick. You can make an argument that Kaepernick in the playoffs, he might be close. Um, but I have met four because you can put his playoff resume up against pretty much any quarterback that's never won a Super Bowl ever. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And Kaepernick is very uh, underappreciated, underrated. He had a short prime, uh, you know, a year, year and a half where he was just the freaking guy. It's kind of like Alden Smith in a way. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah I, would put, a, I would put Kaepernick fourth as well. To me, he was a game manager. The last three guys on these lists were game managers in my like not guys that you really wanted throwing 45 times a game. But Kaepernick, he didn't turn the ball over. He um gave you some big playability with his arm. He did. He could throw downfield and he was a monster with his legs. So I just think yeah. he was a more dangerous game manager than the next couple we're gonna talk about. Yeah, Cap had a cannon, man. He's like he threw hard and he could throw yeah. far. Um, you know, that's another underappreciated part of cap, you know, I wish and he, he was hamstrung a little bit by Greg Roman. You know, he never got to play for Kyle Shanahan, anything like that. And you're seeing the same thing play out with Lamar Jackson right now. Like everyone kind of knows that offense and it's not really doing Lamar any favors. It's asking too much of him as a running back. It would have been interesting to see young Kaepernick and play with Kyle. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you on yeah. that. Kaepernick had some legendary playoff performances. Unlike James Richard. Okay. Who's number five. Uh, number five for me is Alex Smith. Um, yeah. I know that's a little controversial for some people. There's a lot of people that are going to think Jimmy's better than Alex Smith, but 
if you look at Alex Smith, what he went through, and then you look at him in his Harbaugh year, from the, the very beginning with, with Harbaugh, Alex Smith was a beast. You know, he was a game manager at the highest level. Um, in his playoff game against the Saints, I mean, that was amazing. I've never seen Jimmy play at that level the way that that uh, Alex Smith played against the Saints in the playoffs. Yep. Um, That's so true. He, that was a great game. God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that run, I, I forget who – it was like a 25-yard run I think he had. To, to left, quarterback touchdown. sweep to the left, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was amazing. My, my hot take here is that the the um, the gap between him and Kaepernick really wasn't that big. We remember young Alex Smith who really struggled, but he was on a terrible team and he was really young. To me, his prime really was with the Chiefs, and mm-hmm. it was that last year with the Niners in 2012. You go back and look, before he got knocked out – he was completing 70% of his passes. His quarterback rating was 104. Like that's when it started to click for him. And yeah. in a way, I mean, he was not as gifted as Kaepernick. Couldn't throw as hard, couldn't run as fast, but he was the best game manager. <laughs> I mean, he didn't turn the ball over. He completed a high percent of his passes. He could move. He had that 25 yard. He was really, really good. And I wonder how far they would have went that year in 2012 if he had been the quarterback in some parallel universe because he was – I think, man, he was playing. He might have been just as good as Kaepernick. I don't know. And there's things about Alex Smith. Alex Smith had a better deep ball than Jimmy. Also, Alex Smith was every bit of the leader that Jimmy is, if not better. I think he was. I think he was better. His accountability, like he would put things on his shoulders. I got to do better. It was my fault. Almost too much. Yeah. Almost too much. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a stud. Like, I'll be honest, I, I couldn't stand him in the beginning when I was younger watching him play. But it really wasn't his fault. You had a million different offensive coordinators, different coaches. Uh, and I think he had to play when he was 21. He was very young coming into an expansion team, essentially. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of pressure being a first round draft pick. Being a, well, he's first overall, right? Alex yeah. Smith. Yeah. It's yeah. like he, like Jimmy got the, the Aaron Rodgers treatment. Go to a good franchise and sit for three years and know everyone will forget about you and there's no pressure. Alex Smith's like, go uh, win on a team that is the worst from the owner down. He's like, okay, thanks. Appreciate it. So when he finally got Harbaugh there and he got to play for Andy Reid, I mean, the guy was a pro bowler and Jimmy never was. Jimmy was a good quarterback for this franchise, though. They've had good quarterbacks, even though it feels like they've been searching for the next elite one. Jimmy won a lot of games. Jimmy was a game manager at the end. And the thing that I'll, that I'll always remember about him is he was the game manager who thought he was a gunslinger. And even if he limited his attempts to 25 in a game, he would find a way to throw a pick or yeah. one that should have been picked. And it just that's yeah my final. I, got, I, I mean, that's why I have Jimmy at six. And I know a lot of people are going to think that's an insult, but it's really not. I mean, there's a ton of uh, quarterbacks the 49ers have had. Jimmy is sixth in my eyes overall. Uh, he has done some good things. There are good things about Jimmy. I know, you know, it's kind of it's the 49ers fault that we um are so anti-Jimmy sometimes, at least me. It's not really Jimmy's fault, that, but it's the fans and it's the Niners. Uh, what they've done with Jimmy has made me in a position where I'm like trying to be anti a little bit sometimes. But it's really not Jimmy's fault. I mean, he's done a lot of good things. He's a good leader. Not the greatest, but he is a good leader. He's a nice guy. Uh, he's really good at the getting the ball out quickly, short passes. He's good at that stuff. Um but, you know, he's lacking in so many other areas that puts him at the bottom of this list. Yeah, just when you, like, look at the skill sets of these quarterbacks, I mean, some of the some great quarterbacks, but just from Garcia down, Garcia, he could move, he could scramble, and you could trust him. You could have a game plan where you're like, Garcia, we need you, we need you to throw 40 times this week. He could do that. 
You couldn't yeah. really necessarily do that with any of the other three quarterbacks. Uh, it's not how you would want to use Alex Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo. And it was like, but at least with Alex Smith, he could move. With Kaepernick, he could really move. And he could give you some big plays. With Jimmy's like, can't move, no big plays. Uh, can't ask him to throw a lot because of the decision-making. It's like his skill set was the worst of the six we said. And yet his, his winning percentage might have been the best. So he'll always have a place in Niners history for sure. He's an yeah. enigma. Yeah, he's number six in, in my eyes. And um, I don't know if you wanted to move on, but number f- I have Trey. When I look at Trey and I compare him with this list, I think four is his floor. I think he's better than Kaepernick uh, as a quarterback. Um, he's not as explosive athletically, but everything else, to me, he's better than mm-hmm. Kaepernick. He may not be able to throw as far as Kaepernick. Uh Right. He had a gun. Um, right. But other than that, I think I think four is the floor for Trey. And I know this is going to piss some people off on Twitter, but I think his potential, he could, he has the potential, uh, the intangibles to be one through three. Who yep. knows? I agree. You know? But I think four is interesting, an interesting spot because the way I look at it is the top three were franchise quarterbacks. The bottom three were high-level game managers high-level game managers who, who won a lot of games, but not necessarily like all pros. With Trey Lance, he was a game manager at North Dakota State. Doesn't mean he couldn't have been more, but they're a great team. That's how they use their quarterbacks. Didn't throw a lot. On this team, this year, going to be a game manager. It's not going to be like throw 500 times. It's going to be like, you know, throw maybe less than Jimmy. Run a little yeah. bit and then build from there. Kind of how the Seahawks used Russell Wilson at first until yeah. they started to let him cook. I don't think Trey's going to be cooking the way Patrick Mahomes does for a while. And so yeah. he'll have to develop and he's really young. And I think he could, but right away, I think he's going to be right around that Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick tier. I'm with you, but better yeah. than Jimmy. Yeah. Better than Jimmy, particularly with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's not going to let him loose early. It's going to, he's going to have to earn that. I think uh, over the next couple of years. As a play caller, I think it's fair to be very frustrated with a quarterback like Jimmy, who is a game manager. It's like, I'm protecting you and you still are going to throw picks. Come on, man. Can't you just protect the ball? At least with Alex Smith, by the time he was 27, you have to, you don't have to worry about that with him anymore. Never had yeah. to worry about that with Colin Kaepernick. Just d- play within yourself. Know who you are. Jimmy's like, I'm Tom Brady. Like, no, what did, Yeah. What did, what did Kyle tell? Uh, what was it? What did he yell at Jimmy this year? And it was this year. Jimmy's 29 years old. He said, what did he say? It's simple it's shit. Like, what, it's easy shit. Can yeah, you do this? Yeah. It's easy shit. Can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Diamond Production says first year Kyle has his guy at quarterback since he's been our coach. Is that fair to say? I guess, but it's also kind of pathetic to say that a coach who has this much power couldn't get his guy at quarterback until year six. Like, search yourself. Get your guy. (laughs) Who's in your way? Like, John doesn't tell you what to do. No one tells you what to do. But, yeah, I guess. And still, there's still people that think, well, I think he liked Mac Jones better. So, well, I will never know. He still hasn't even named him his starter. Kyle. Yeah, I don't think we'll know until they're both gone. Until they leave the 49ers, Trey and Kyle, or at least Kyle. We won't really know. Kyle likes having that air of mystery so he can have plausible deniability if something goes bad. Matthew <laughs> Sanders says Alex was a lesser talent who maximized his skill set. Cap was a stunning talent who was never interested in getting better. Alex is a better quarterback to me. Interesting. Um, that is fair. Kaepernick did not necessarily get better. There were mitigating factors. Alex Smith did. And Alex Smith was like Trey in the sense that he was super earnest, hardworking, a perfectionist. Kaepernick was not a perfectionist. Kaepernick was, mechanics aren't that big of a deal. Look at Philip Rivers. Um, and that was fine. 
But that's interesting. But again, I still feel like Alex Smith's prime was on was on Kansas City. That's the way I look at it. It was like yeah. six games here. But Cap was such a threat. I mean, look what he did to the Packers. I mean, no, no teams were yeah. scared of Alex. No teams were like that game planning, like, oh, we got to stop Alex Smith. But they were definitely doing that for Kaepernick. That's true. We're just talking primes. Cap's prime was the first 16 starts, essentially. Yeah. So that was that was very that was a very it might have been the most explosive athlete in the league at the time. Yeah. Bobo and like Alex at his at his best was like not good enough. Not good enough. Good, but like what was he gonna do in the playoffs? Really? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Bobo 0383 says, didn't Alex suffer a grade three shoulder sprain that affected his arm strength? Yeah. Yeah, that was back when the Niners were ruining him when he was in his early 20s. Yes, that's maybe a, a way that you could differentiate Colin and Alex. Like, look at Colin in the playoffs. Look at Alex in the playoffs. Who did yeah. more? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, wow. Hold on. We got a new member. East Bay Chris is a new member. Wow. What? Wow. How's he just a new member right now? Then? Wow. I ran into him yesterday in public. He was just walking yeah. around. I spotted him, and I was like, dude, are you going to unretire? And he just got my – he was eating something. He was like – I'm not the one. Quit playing with me. He was, but then we, we then we posed for a picture and smiled. But then that was it. It was just for the cameras. It was awesome. I saw that. Well, I'm just curious. How's East Bay Chris just now becoming a member? East Bay Chris, you're a legend, man. I hope you come back. I'm I'm seeing that your your logo right here. I, I'm hoping that's a oh sign. Oh my god, which bay is he? Is he currently living? And he might have moved to Green Bay because I hear it's really nice in Green Bay. Yeah. Green Bay I was in Green Bay in January, and like all I want, anytime I got an Uber, I just want to be like, so why do you live here? <laughs> right. Well, how did this happen? No. They're like, oh, 12 generations been here. Like, of course, got it. Got That's it. the only way. You yeah. have to be born there. You, no one's moving there and staying. Other th the other question I would ask is, um, so do you know Aaron Rodgers? Everyone would be like, oh, yeah, I, I know Aaron. Aaron lives here. I met Aaron. What do you think? Total asshole. Everyone is like, That's your quarterback. Oh, he's a huge asshole. Great quarterback, though. Yeah. I heard that about him. All right, moving on. Who do you think the 49ers' leading receiver for 2022 will be? I'm going to go on a limb here and say it's Brandon Ayuk. Wow. Um, I know. I know. I know. It, I know. The easy, the safe answer is Debo. I get it. it the smart answer is probably Debo. But I just like to make At least he didn't say Kittle. Kittle. It could be Kittle. Um, I think it's Ayuk. You know? I'll tell you why. Just just because he's been working mm -hmm. so hard, uh, building that relationship, he probably has the best relationship with Trey Lance out of everybody on the team. They've spent a lot of time together in the offseason. Ayuk's got those big hands. He's probably one of the better – he's a better pass catcher than than Debo is. And yeah. um, I think a lot of the, the receiving yards are going to come off of Scramble's broken plays and who's going to continue to work to get open. And I could see Ayuk being that guy. You know, I'm pretty sure I don't remember that well, but precisely, but I'm pretty sure, you know, when the Niners had that shift midseason where they moved Debo to running back halftime, I think that was like against the Rams. From that point on, pretty sure Ayuk led the team in receiving yards. Yeah. Kittle was two, Debo was three. I'm pretty sure. Um, but if it's true that he doesn't want to play running back anymore and the Niners are going to accommodate that, which frankly blows my mind, then I still think he's going to, I think they want to give him 10 touches a game. Essentially, early in the season, it was 10 targets a game. Then it was five targets and five carries a game. If it's more like eight targets and two carries, something like that, I still think he'll lead the team in, in uh, receiving. So I'm going to go with the easy, obvious answer. It, it, it freaking better be Debo. He's the best player in the team. Even though Ayuk does have better hands than him, 
Debo's a better player than him. And if they get away from Debo this year, they're going to lose a lot of games. So yeah. I'm just going to say it better be freaking Debo. Better be. If I'm going to Vegas, I'm betting Debo. But I just it's kind of – You made a compelling argument. You did. Because, yeah. I look, I am really not betting on George Kittle uh, reversing the trend of the last two years. He's a – he's almost 30. And he's big dude, 250-pound man who his whole game is explosion, strength, and speed. So, um, yeah, I think Ayuk will be either – I think D will be number one, but I think Ayuk will be number two. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think I, – I'm excited to see. I, I think Ayuk can, can possibly make a push, make it competitive. I know he's hungry. I know he's been working, and he's got to really show something this year in order to, you know, get a big second contract with either the Niners or someone else. So I think he's hungry, man. I'd like to see him tear it up in training camp. I know some people feel like it's just uh, practice. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but he tore it up in camp as a rookie and then had a really good rookie year. Last season in camp, more modest and then had more of a modest season until he picked it up in freaking November. So I know he can tear it up. I've seen him do it. I think he's a little too muscle bound. If he could lose, you know, five pounds of muscle, doesn't seem that hard. Just stop lifting so much, get a little speed back. I think he'd be much better. So I'd like to see that because, again, he underwhelmed me in OTAs and minicamp, but it's just OTAs and minicamp. He has a ton of time to figure it out. Timothy Diamond, thank you. Lucky Luis, cap was like a firework, all pretty explosive, but fizzled out much sooner than expected. Yeah, man, yeah. Um, true. Still, though, Greg Roman, look what's happening with Lamar Jackson right now. Is that? I mean, you could say the same thing about Lamar Jackson, but he might get a second act, unlike Kaepernick, with another coach, and we'll see. All right, same question. Who will be the 49ers leading rusher for 2022? This time I'm going to go the easy route and just say Elijah Mitchell. Mm, okay, I'm not going to. Go ahead. Give the obvious good, answer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying Elijah Mitchell. I think he's probably going to have the starting position from the beginning. You know, last year he was the leading rusher. Uh, I think it'll be Elijah Mitchell, but that we'll, we'll talk more. But the running back position is super interesting to me this year. Um, but I'm going to say Elijah Mitchell. Easy answer. I'm going, I'm not going with Elijah. I agree that he's going to start, but I feel like the reason he was so successful last year is because he played with Jimmy and he's a very good, like the toss play to Elijah Mitchell was very hard to stop. That was his best play. He could run between the tackles too, but he's like 200 pounds. He got hurt a lot. He's trying to add weight this year, but the offense is going to be different. It, it, with, it's going to be less quarterback under center toss. It's going to be more quarterback shotgun running back between the tackles. And that's why they drafted Trey Sermon just in case. Trey Lance became the starter last year. So I don't know how how good of a fit Mitchell will be with uh, Lance. He was like three and a half yards of carry out of the gun last year. But that was with Jimmy. I just I just feel like what's going to happen is Mitchell will be good, but he'll start and someone will be his, you know, running mates. He'll split carries with someone. I'm not going to say who it is yet. And then Mitchell will probably get hurt. Sorry, it's running back. And he that's his, carry, that's his uh, history. And then if this backup, he'll get his chance to start. And if he can show well and stay healthy he's going to keep the job and i'm going to go out in the limb and say that it is going to be ty davis price and i'm not a big ty davis price fan I, i'm not i mean i don't really feel that strongly about him they just drafted him they clearly are disappointed in trey sermon jermichael hasty's a third down back it's between jeff wilson jeff wilson jr it does exactly what they want to do but he's had a lot of injuries and he's not ex particularly special they like Ty Davis Price. I think he'll have every opportunity to be the number two guy and then get his chance if and when Mitchell gets hurt. So every single year on this team has been a new leading rusher. Yeah. Along with the rookie. 
So that's probably actually the smart bet is to bet on somebody else because of the trend. Every single year is a different leading rusher. Yeah. But I'm with yeah. you. It'll be it'll be Mitchell to start. I just can he make it through the season? It'll be a different scheme. Does it suit him? And uh, you know, does it suit TD, TDP better? Because if you have a, if you want just a guy to slam between the tackles, it seems like he's probably going to have the most force and velocity behind those runs, unless yeah. it's Debo. Yeah, that that's one of the that running back position is super interesting to what me. What if Debo is, t- is the guy who leads the team? No. <laughs> what if he just plays exclusively halfback? exclusively right all right (laughs) let's do our 53-man roster projection this is uh, about a week before training camp starts and we're acknowledging that they could actually sign more people this is a it's a fun exercise to do before the real stuff starts before preseason starts but i have my list ready let's start um on offense okay um who do you want to start with what is it by position like yeah let's do it like this hold on okay let's start with Start in the back end. Let's start with safety. Okay. Start on defense. Safety. Yeah. Okay. I can go. I got, you can go. You, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. I got Jimmy, Jimmy Ward, Hufanga, George Oladum, Tarverius Moore. I got him to keep it four safeties. Me too. That's what they kept four safeties last year. Um, Odom's making the team. Moore's making the team if healthy. There's there's Leon O'Neill Jr., the undrafted free agent, but he'll probably be on the practice squad. It seems pretty clear those are the four safeties they'll keep. Twitter okay. favorite. O'Neal Jr. O'Neal, right? Because he keeps saying he's going to make the team. Like, yeah, I mean, if Tavarius Moore doesn't bounce back, I haven't seen Moore really do anything yet. So it's possible. Mm-hmm. Cornerback. Corner. I got uh, Charverius Ward, Mosley, Embry Thomas, Womack, Diamador Lenore, and Dante Johnson, and, mm. you know, Verrett or Denard making the team later. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I think Verrett will be on the pup list as well. Uh, I have Denard making it over Dante Johnson, but you could flip a coin on that one. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Whichever one doesn't make the team is going to go in the practice squad and be on the team. Yeah. It's going to be a you. good battle to watch. For sure. Six corners, four safeties. We disagree on who the sixth corner will be, although probably both will be on the team in some capacity. Linebacker. Uh, Warner Greenlaw, Al Shair, Oren Burks, and I got Flanagan Foles. I got him keeping five. Me too. These are the same guys they had last year, except for. Last year, they had someone besides Oren Burks. Who was it? I forget. Oh, it was Marcel Harris. Now he's gone. They got Oren Burks. Seems like an upgrade. Yep. All right. Um, D-line. D-line, I have him with 10 on the okay. D-line. I got him with 11. Uh, you got 11? Okay, yeah. I got uh, Boza Armstead, Kinlaw, uh, Ibukam, Drake Jackson, Gibbons, Hyder Jr., Hurst, Ture, and Jordan Willis. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hold on. Uh, hold, hold on. Do it, say it, go slow. Bosa, Kinlaw. Armstead. Bosa, Armstead, Kinlaw, uh, Ibukam. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying his name. Yeah. I think, think that's right. Jake, Drake Jackson, rookie. Five. Uh, Givens. Yep, six. Hyder Jr. Seven. Hurst. Eight. Your boy, Ture. Nine. And Jordan Willis. Jordan Willis. Okay. I got um, – 11. I got uh, Nick Bosa, Kinlaw, Armstead, Ebukam, Ture, Drake Jackson, Kevin Givens, Hassan Ridgeway, Charles Amenahu, Kerry Hyder, and Maurice Hurst. They, okay, they so usually have a lot of deep defensive tackles. I don't think uh, Kim DJ is going to make the team, but I do think Givens and Ridgeway will make the team along with Hurst. I think those will be their backup uh, interior guys. That's crazy. So that's going to be the deepest position again. I know, and then you got you got got him cutting like Jordan Willis, Robert Kimdiche, or 
Uh, you had him cutting Charles Amenahu. It's Amenahu's always made teams. He's pretty young. I think he's going to make the team. They traded for him. D Ford not going to make the team though. Mm. No. According to Kyle. <laughs> okay, let's go offense. Starting at uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver, I have him with five: uh, Debo, Ayuk, Gray, Jennings, and Ray Ray. I don't think there's a six wide receiver worth worth keeping. No. I don't think so. Those are the five, and they don't even throw that much. It's not even I'm, worth I'm it. I'm a little curious about they're, – they're going to probably throw this guy on the practice squad, but I'm interested in uh, – what the, what's the kid's name? Uh, uh, what is his name? Uh, tall tall guy. I'm trying to think of who it is. Um, Tay Martin. Oh, yeah. Probably practice squad, but it'll be interesting to see him compete for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, let's go um, tight ends. Tight ends, I got him with three. Um, that one's a little curious. They got, right. I think they have seven tight ends right now. Yeah. So, um, I got them with Kittle, uh, your boy Dwelly and Warner. Yeah. I think it's going to be the same three as last year too, but I didn't see Warner do anything in OTAs and minicamp. I don't even know if he was there. So I'm curious with him. Dwelly is not much of a blocker, but he has really good hands and that's kind of a premium now with Trey Lance. So I think he's still going to make the team. And I know they brought in a few other guys, but they could be practice squad guys too. All right. Running backs. Uh, running backs, I have Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, TDP, Jeff Wilson, and Hasty. Five of them. What do you got? Well, plus Kyle Yusek, that's six. Yeah, but uh, fullback, okay, six. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. I got him at uh, five, including Yusek. I have them not keeping Trey Sermon. Maybe they really? will, but I feel like it's going to come down to him or Jeff Wilson Jr. Because they didn't, I mean, Jamichael Hasty has a role. He's a third down back. They like Mitchell, he's a starter. Uh, they just drafted Ty Davis Price in the third round, which does not bode well for last year's third round pick, Trey Sermon. They, yeah. He was inactive all last year. I think he's competing with Jeff Wilson Jr. for a spot. They like Jeff Wilson Jr. So Trey's going to have to show something. I, they didn't seem to like him last year. I think they'll give him every opportunity, and if their opinion doesn't change, they'll trade him for nothing in the preseason. So we'll see. We'll see. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think I, – I just think with, uh, you know, there's so many injuries at that position – He's such a high draft pick. Yeah. And then, you know, they don't like to admit defeat. So right. I'd be surprised if they got rid of him so quickly second year, but it might, it's possible. Um, well, when you draft another running back in the round, in the same round, like the next year, in the same round you drafted Trey Sermon, it's almost admitting it right there. Like, yeah. <sighs> we got to at least hedge our bets, if not replace them all together. It's putting them on notice. That's for sure. For sure. All right. Let's do offensive line. O line, I got nine of them. Um, Trent Williams, McGlinchey, Jalen Moore, Aaron Banks, uh, Bunskill, Brindle, Nick Zakil, I don't know, Zakili, uh, Sp Spencer, uh, Burford, and Colton McKibbitts. I have him keeping eight and not McKibbitts. I don't know. Okay. McKibbitts didn't make the team last year. It seems like no one else likes him except the Niners, although he did play some good games at left tackle last year. They always seem to think that they can kind of sneak him on the practice squad, although maybe not anymore. They kept eight offensive linemen last year, and I have them keeping – they could probably keep nine, but I have them keeping three quarterbacks. Do you want to do quarterbacks? I have them keeping yeah. three. Yeah, we yeah. can do quarterbacks. Um, yeah. I just have them with Trey and, and Nate and then yeah. having Purdy on the practice squad. I got Jimmy uh, inactive in bubble wrap until someone wants to trade for him. We'll see if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. But that's the way I look at it. I think we're pretty close. That's the thing with the 53-man roster projection. It comes, to like down, it comes down to like four people usually. Yeah. Yeah, we'll it's not a lot of not a lot of wiggle room. You don't have a lot of time to earn a spot, so it's tough if you want to make this team and you're kind of on the bottom. You know, any of these positions. Absolutely. I mean, maybe tight end is the is the one I'm least sure about, honestly. 
I heard this Hudson guy's got great hands. Um, it got seven tight ends fighting for three spots, so who knows? Keneal Mason says, what's good, Grant? Been a minute. Madden got Trey rated as 72, same rating as Goff. Can't wait till he proves him wrong. I guess yeah, what, what do you how do you rate Trey? It's very confusing unless you've seen him play. Yeah, it's kind of meaningless at this point. I think it'll go up once they start seeing him play. Do they does Madden like update their ratings midseason? Yeah, yeah, constantly. Yeah. Scott Hill says trying to join your channel won't let me. What the hell, Grant? I don't know. <laughs> Ask Spay Chris. Yeah. No, he he retired. F you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. That's pretty cool. That the only Rams, four Rams fans that show up to SoFi Stadium when the Niners are in town are also in the chat. That's true. Hey, I love I like his name, man. That's major league. That's a major league reference. You remember that movie? I do. F you Joe Boo. I do. F you Joe Boo. I do it myself. He was talking to his bat. Oh yeah. Remember that's that? That's a good that's a good name. That was the guy who no. was doing sacrifices in his locker before the game. Yeah. 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 Good movie. Yeah. Um got Keneal. Hold on, there's a couple more, I think. No, there's not. That's the whole that's the whole show. Awesome. We just we just projected the entire 53 man roster and what's going to happen to the team this year. Boom, we did it. Feels good. Yeah. Great show. Great show. Have a have a good Friday everyone. Thanks for doing this with me, Ryan. I I enjoyed it very much. Hey, it's Friday. I ain't got ish to do. Right. You ain't got no job. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for watching. I'll be back this weekend. See you then. All right, man. Have a good weekend.